0: Thanks, Andre. a morning. So, so sometimes when you preach, you actually, the Lord actually speaks to you. You feel something on your heart for the congregation, and then you speak to your like Luke, the elders, and you say, "We're feeling this. Will it be? And it might be released or it might not. And sometimes you get uh, something to preach on. You're asked to preach on something. And I was asked to preach on something uh, this morning, it's really about uh, family and fellowship in the holiday season. And um, this morning when I woke up and I was praying, I actually did, I felt like there's this contending right now for if we're going to be people that are led by the spirit or led by the flesh. Because in the season right now, as we're going through the holiday season, often it's very difficult not to be led by the flesh. It was like, oh now I'm downing tools, I'm the rest, I'm the eat what I want to, do what I want to do. Some people check out and we'll see them in 20 something of January. And I really felt even this morning, as the prophetic words came from the young guys, from George and Zach, it's like, you're like this containing in the spirit for God's way. And um, like even for myself, I was like, yo, the church has heard so much about family already. I so, said, Lord, I need you. So, Lord, I'm going to pray for us this morning, Lord. Lord, your word says, Lord, that those that are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And, Lord, I pray this morning, Lord, there will be nothing of the flesh, Lord. Nothing of our way, Lord, but our, our posture will be, Lord, we to do what you want. We want to be led by your spirit we want to open up our hearts this morning lord and say come and have your way because we know that your way leads to life your way is narrow there's tests to pass but it leads to life lord so that i pray lord that uh, your posture this morning will be your way lord and we'll be spirit led amen so who's on leave already Love the band, yeah the J's always there. And who's gonna be on leave in the next two weeks? Like within the next two weeks, pick up bands? Shame and no one. and other guys not having leave. Huh? They'll never put up the hand. Who's going away at some time during the holiday? You're going somewhere, you are leaving Cape Town. Shall put put it proud, put your hand up proudly, brother. You got guys going away. So I was, um, so I was in the UK last week. I was in Belfast, in London. I flew out after church on Sunday, and I came back yesterday. And that's why uh, Anton was saying, "Well, I'll come back." And people's like, "But I saw Joe on Sunday when I was away." And um, you know, it's very Christmasy day. There. bit of snow, ice. It's cold. there's winter wonderland. There's Christmas markets. There's trees and lights on in every shop on every wall and it's crazy and uh, when I came home I saw that my wife and my son Lee put up a Christmas tree while I was gone and uh, I wonder how much of us have put up Christmas trees already I know Patrick probably put up about seven trees in November so not yet Is there no trees yet There's nothing on the trees. Bronwyn, don't judge. We are called to be encouraging. A tree is a tree. A tree is a tree. But when I saw the decorations on the tree, it's quite simple. There's a star. There's a few other things. And what I was wondering is, like, what would be on our Christmas trees if our tree was empty? And what we put on it is what our expectations are for this holiday season, for this Christmas season. What would we put on there? So I'll start. I think most people will say rest. I'll hang rest on there. I want to take a break. I see Jenny nodding hard. Shaman. You need it. What else would we hang on our Christmas trees? I'm opening it up. Like if this is the desire of the season of Christmas, what what would be the things you want to hang up? So rest. Spend time with family. Pray. There's no wrong answer. Come to ask this group here. Anything you want to hang on your Christmas tree? Joy? Patricia? Food? Just so. Amen to that. Conroy? Trifle. Yeah? yeah? Anything you want to hang on your Christmas tree? Ice cream? Peace. Peace. Fellowship, quiet times, get to know God more. So Jesus, I see this Andy. Happiness, I love that one. Music, worship or skit music. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. Christmas carols, okay, Timby. God, tree is getting heavy. And someone said fellowship. Someone said time with God. And I felt when I was preparing and praying last night that, um, that we should hang a family on our tree. One of the things. Have you put hang rest, hang all these things, but hang family on your tree. And when I say family, I mean us. God's family. You're going to have time with, like Tanya said, Family. But I'm also saying about God's family. Like, is that something we're going to hang on the tree? And it's vital for us. Now, if you have to put the title on this preach, it will be, Put Family on Your Tree. Now, when I say well done for the year, oh, it's been a year of really building into family in this congregation. I've seen uh, people have fun together, Anton Bryce. I've seen uh, Walks on the Beach, J.P. and Kirstie. I've seen um, guys helping each other, supporting each other in times of need, going through tough times, making meals, helping people move, just being there for each other. Loves. And well done. But often in the season that we're going into now, sometimes you can have the posture of, well, when is come closing? Wednesday. When is opening? twenty. 24th of January. So, is Jenny 24th of January? You think so? Oh, Jenny. Sorry, guys, Jenny's on leave already. <laughs> so, let's say 24th of January. Sometimes you can be, sure, i last common Wednesday, I'll see my church mensa 24th of January because I've got a lot of other things to do. And it can be, yo, I'm tired. And that word that um, George brought about, um, you have a reputation for being alive, but I know the truth, you did. And I'm going to say that in your heart, and really, this is not, a, like I've ever been in that place, we have like your, like the, the break can't come soon enough. And that's why it's not a criticism, it's like, but then we need to check our hearts, because often when we're in that place of, yo, oh, I need a break, but I also need a break from church. It's like, do the church, do the family of God really know us? Because you know it's heavy to carry when you put on masks. When the whole year we we want to show the church, the family of God, we want to show them what we think they want to see. And then we can't wait to take it off, to get a break. And really what God wants for us is to live in the light, to really get to know each other, who we really are, because then it's not hard. Then it's like, yo, oh, we want to be amongst each other. Because there's life, there's encouragement. There's really connecting in the Lord. And I remember uh, that word that George brought, I actually got it two years after I was saved, I got it word, you have a reputation for being alive, but you did. The Lord gave it to me when I was about to walk away from the faith. I was saved for about two years. And um, I came to the end of myself and I said, "Lord, I'm going to do it your way." Zach so wrote the word "surrender." And I came to a place of surrender, and I said, "Lord, I'm going to do it your way." And I remember one of the things that I had to surrender to was this: family. that we are family, it's not an organization, it's not a building, it's not a business, it's a family. And I didn't see it, but I remember being challenged. Because every time I'm reading in the Word, I'm seeing, but this is God's household. This is brothers and sisters. This is the family of God. And I remember being challenged that this is what I need to give myself to. And it didn't come easy. I had to be intentional in it. Because for the two years before that, I was in and out. I was a long-term visitor in the house. And you say, why should we be a family because you know when I speak about family there might be people right now zoning out like that was not for me I'll come to church on Sunday I might go to come when I feel like it I know I'll get together for prize now and then but why is not my nature like when I say family you know if I say family the problem is if I ask 10 people here what really comes in from your heart what really comes out not what you think I wanna hear I'll get 10 different answers Because we have 10, we have different experiences of what family, good and bad, and a mixture. Our concepts of family is broken. Because we're in a broken world. And if I ask about um, whether you can give yourself to this, it might be that your past, your circumstances, your hurts, you might have lost family members. And just the thought of family hurts. And there's all these things that oppose. Maybe your nature. Maybe you're, uh, your profile. Maybe you're, you're, maybe you're introverted. Maybe that's what you think you are. You're independent. And you think, ah, oh, the family thing isn't for me. I'll come to church. But I'm not going to connect. I don't need others. You know, when I was in the UK now, they did a personality profile part of the company thing. Part of the fun things they did was everyone in the team had to do a personality profile. And I was introvert, independent. And I've done it about four times over the years for different companies, and I've always come back as that. Always. And that is exactly who I was. I was introvert, independent. I was first in, last out. And in my mind, I was like, my nature, there's people here, they're they're clingy, man. I remember coming to this church, and this church is clingy. I just want to be in and out. I I want to worship, I want to hear the word. And my wife would take too long. I'd go sit in the car sometimes. I have to come back, come straight to her, try to drag her out. And in my mind, it was like, because this is not who I am. But you know, one of the things, and the thing about surrender is, that if we surrender, we don't surrender to who we think we are. We don't surrender to our personality profile. We don't surrender to our circumstances, to our past. We surrender to the King. And the word I came was that we surrender to the King, and we bring our hearts to the King. And in Christ, we will love this. In Christ, we love family. Outside of women, we're going to have brokenness. We're going to have it to a measure. We're going to have it our way. But when you surrender to Him and say, Lord, we're going to contend for this. We're not going to live by the flesh. But we're going to be led by your spirit. Or we're going to find life. And, um, you know, our very salvation depends on this. You know, throughout the word, it speaks about um, that we need to love one another. That we, if we are God's, part of God's family, we'll be known by our love and our unity. Our oneness will be known as one. This is the things we're building towards. We're always contending to grow closer and grow closer and have a greater love. And um, 1 John 3, 14 says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. And this is the, the type of language you get in the Word. Like, it is not optional. It is not like that is not what, like, my how my Christianity looks. The very fact that you got saved, you got saved into a family. And, you know, this thing came at a great cost. You know, the Word says that uh, Jesus went to the cross so that he could, he could reconcile us to the Father, so that we could become part of His family. And, you know, the cost to Christ was... That a wrath, the cup of wrath was poured on him. That he paid the price. And there was a moment that it says, that You are separated from the Father. He felt separated so that we could be reconciled. There was a part there where he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It came at a great cost. And we need to take hold of it. We can't be a people that says, Oh, that part is not for me. Or oh, I'll do it to a measure. We need, to, oh, we need to be like, Lord, I want more and more of this, of your family, of loving the brothers and sisters, because you died for this. So the church is a family, not an organization. And I think we need to get this. I, I grew up in the Catholic church, and I often thought it was an organization in Italy, in the Vatican, and I thought there was people there that, Set rules. That was what I, I thought growing up. And you know, until you see the church as family, you know when we call things, like when we say, guys, we wa- we're gonna watch this is church is important. Until you see the church as family, you're gonna think, ah, that's people making rules. I'll do it if I want to, and I won't if I don't want to. I don't know how much people was, for example, on Wednesday at this is church. But if you didn't go just summer, you just didn't go. I say there's, a, there's something in you that does not truly really see the church's family, because if you saw the church's family when these calls go out, they're like, "I'm doing it, because I'm surrendered to the Father, and those he has put over me in the house. But if it's an organization, you're going to be like, eh, I'm not sure I need to follow that rule. I'll pick and choose." And often the ones you don't choose is the ones you need. And um, so I was thinking of this thing when people were talking about trifles and food. So let's say the church was a restaurant, right? So if I go to a restaurant, I don't really complain, but let's say I go to the restaurant, the food isn't liquor, it comes, the waiter takes long, the food is cold, I didn't get what I ordered, I'd complain, Right? But well, the problem is, if I'm in a house, and Tanya doesn't bring my food on time, and it's a bit cold, I know I'm not going to be like, where can I complain? Who's I know if I complain to, I'm not eating for the week. So I'm going to be, how can I help? Shame, are you overwhelmed? Do you need me to... She will never ask me to help cook, but uh, I can do things. Right? But you see, where the, where the problem is, like, if I know that I'm in the house, I'm part of a family, then I'm coming. Like, how can I help? What can I do? What can I bring? Like Lucas said last week. But if I'm part of an organization, it's like I must be served. Like, you come to a church. Like when I was in the Catholic church, I remember. Oh, the priest is doing the things. The altar boys are doing things. You got all these things happening. Like, okay, they, 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 the show. I'm the, in the audience. They, they're doing or, saying all these things, and then I leave. But there's nothing for me to contribute. I might say, yo, that priest shared a bit better, or the lady on the organ was a bit sharp. Because I am, my mindset is an organization. It's not a family. In a family, it's like, yo, we're in this together. And... Um, so I know you guys do Christmas Day, but you might have your lunch on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. In our family on Christmas Day, everyone comes together. Someone brings trifle, few people. Some people bring curries, camon, tongue, meats, whatever. Pessie's getting hungry. And we do all, everyone brings something. And we bring it together and we enjoy ourselves. Right? That's family. But the problem is this. If most of the church is thinking that we're family, and we're having Sunday lunch together, and some of us is thinking we're at the restaurant, it's gonna be weird. Because imagine you book a restaurant and you're like, "No, I'm gonna be served here." You're sitting in the restaurant, waiting to be served and here. You see people's coming in, guests, like customers. They're coming with rifle. They're coming with gammon. It's gonna be weird to you, and it was weird to me when I came to this church. In my mind, my, my mindset was restaurant. But most of the people in this church was family. And I was like, why are they bringing gammon? It's not, why is the people, the people up front here must do this stuff? Why are you bringing a word? Why are you bringing trifle? It was weird to me because I didn't understand that we family. And I want to say that some of the things we do, if you don't understand it, we family, that this is what God has called us to, then the shift needs to come. Because it's going to be very strange being in the house of God thinking it's an organization. Because Jesus has come to redeem sons and daughters, not consumers and customers. So, Joey, what time did I start? Do you know? Ten yeah. So, the so things are, how do you do it? So, I think the first thing I'd say is family is discovered, not taught. Or what do I say? Caught, not taught. I'd mum, if Lucas was here, I'd talk about his surfing. I can't use Joey because he was, he was born and then someone gave him a surfboard the next day. <laughs> but let's say Lucas was here. If I had to ask him, Lucas, Lucas is very meticulous. So before he went out to surf, he watched a lot of YouTube videos. How do you surf? How do you do this? He got a lot of knowledge. And then he went onto the water and got clapped out first time off the board. (laughs) Didn't help much. But then he had to start going out into the water with guys like Joey. And they're giving him some tips. This is how you go out. Be careful of that. Well, they didn't say that. You're on your own. And that is how we started learning by doing, by being amongst other surfers. You know, as I'm talking now, there needs to be a posh in your that I'm going to do it. You don't have to understand it. You don't have to be like, it's not for me. Just start doing it, and you're going to catch it. Just start doing it, and you're going to find the life of God. You know, there's a life of God in our togetherness. If you give yourself to this, you're going to find life. But if you're like, will I find life? I've heard all the things, I've read all the things, you're not going to find it. That's caught in our thought. And, and I say that it's progress. So often when you come to the church, I'm not talking in years, I'm talking in wherever you are. Sometimes you come to the church and you're like, oh, I'll start coming on Sundays. Some guys, first week they want to be in a com. Some guys are here. Then you want to be in a com, and you start visiting and start building family in com. and then you get to the point where it's non-negotiable. Like I think Zumi said that um, she met chief, bumped into chief or something, and then uh, said um, she wasn't going to go to this church, but she bumped into him, and then she was going to go. So there's this progress of you get to the point where I'm going the to be there. And then there's the thing wider than calm, where family really starts. You know, we, we start out in obedience and commitment. But then there's time when love comes, where we want to be together. And we start seeing that it's broader than our calm, it's broader than our five friends in the church. We start connecting with other people in the church. We start doing things outside of the Sundays and the Wednesdays. We start calling things. Two people come to my apart, my one-bedroom flat for a cake and a coffee. That's where there's a, a true desire in our hearts. That's when life comes. Not the organized stuff. Often that is through commitment, faithfulness. But love comes when we go beyond. That's a growing thing. So Lucas spoke last week about um, how everyone has to bring their part. Now, I want to say that the family is the body, us. But every single one of us have our own responsibility to fight for it. And um, I think the danger is if you think you must police the body. If you're like, oh, that is wrong, that is wrong, that one's not loving, this community isn't meeting outside of calm. When you start policing the body... There's a problem because you need to be like, what can I do? There isn't enough love, enough care. I'm not invited to stuff. Then you reach out. Because we need to own ourselves. We need to take responsibility for what we call to. Because you're always going to find stuff that isn't done in the body. But you know, if everyone's pointing fingers, the body's never going to walk in the fullness of what we call to. And here's some other signs that you might not be seeing family and taking responsibility. If you have long periods of isolation from the church, if you're missing for three months, and you're okay with it because you got YouTube and Facebook, doing church online, there's a disconnect. If you're a church hopper, there's a disconnect. If you're going from church to church, if was his family, and you're just going from church to church, and yeah, this church got a problem, that church got a problem. I think you got a problem. Because it's in family. We don't just up and down. And then the last thing is, if you're here and you've been here for a while, and you really know that, and you feel like you're a full-time, you're a long-term visitor. You know in your heart that you're not fully in, you're half in. You're one foot in, but let something happen. I got the exit plan. You're in a dangerous place. If you're part of this house and you believe that the Lord has called you here, then you need to come under. You need to say, Lord, I am not, like, settle it. I'm gonna get offended. I'm gonna get upset. But you need to contend for the unity and the love of God amongst His family. Your portion needs to be, Lord, I'm gonna stay here and fight. I'm going to pass the test that you put me through so I can grow up in Him. So that I can mature. Else you're going to be a baby going from place to place. We grow in family when we rub up against each other. I what to leave out. Okay, I'll do this one. So everyone's welcome in the family of God. Uh, can you put up uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 21 to 25? Uh, so this is in context, this is the scripture uh, Lucas shared last week about in the body, every part, everyone is needed. Everyone has a part to play. Right? So the eye cannot see the hand, I don't need you. Cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. Carry on. While other presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there will be no division in the body, but that its parts should be equal, we have equal concern for each other. I love that. That is so different to the family of the world, to the way the world works. You know, psychologically, we all think we got a level. Like when you meet people, whether you know it or not, you're trying to find, is this person in my level? Can I build a friendship, a relationship with them? Even like relationships. It's like, you know, there's a thing of that's a nine, that's a eight, that's a five. There's a mental thing in any relationship when you are, when you are putting people into a level, and are they on my level? And sometimes they're too far from me. No, I can never. And sometimes they're too low for you. And that's what i was talking about. You know, in the church, that must be broken. There's no levels in the church. In actual fact, those that the world would consider below, look down on, we give greater honor. We lift up. And those that the world would say is, lifted or die, that should get special treatment, we don't give special treatment. There's no VIPs in the house, in the family. There's no special parking, no special coffee. Sorry, Patrick. No special seats. No special worship area. No VIP section. No one gets special uh, special treatment. But we want to draw every single person in and let them know that they found family. And I'm going to say that um, one of the biggest dangers in the church is going to be replacing God's family with human friendship. Just what I said earlier about how we build in the world. You come into church and you find people that you think have something in common with you, that you like, that you think you can build friendships with the way the world thinks, and then you build these cliques that look the same. And no one can come in. You know, if you've been in this church long enough, you probably got enough friends, made enough friends where I've got five friends. I don't have to speak to visitors anymore. And that's a danger. That's a danger when the family of God looks like the world. We have to always have space for one more. And I say that um, all these groups are dangerous, but you can't have it. But it can't be how we build. In actual fact, when you have common things, interests, that's actually a doorway to bring the lost in. You know we've got the guys playing 5 aside, side uh, Lucas shared last week. Those guys are inviting people in to the richness of the family of God. You invite them to 5 aside, and then you invite them. I'm sure you start inviting them to the family. I went to um, Adversion Active. I go now and then. Very much then than now. And, um, and there's always Josh Dennis playing um, squash there. I can walk past there to the pool and I'll see there's a whole lot of Josh Dennis playing squash. And that's a way to draw others in. we got a crochet club, group, we can draw others in. It's a doorway. There's nothing wrong with it. You can get together and have fun together around what you like together. But we don't bowl like that. Because then it becomes a clique. Click but we allow it to be, to be a doorway to draw others into the family. Because if we lose that, if we become insular, it can be, we can be having an amazing time here, we will lose the life of God. Who's, who's come here in this year for the first time? Who's joined or been visiting for 2023? Just lift your hand up for this year. Anytime this year, you've come anytime this year. Keep it up, keep it up. And it's, thank God that you guys came. We need you. Every single one of you we need. And you know what, I can't, yo, I can't wait to meet the people that are still going to come into our family. That we still need. You know my son Jordan, my oldest son? So our family was just me and Tanya. And then he was born. Before he was born, I didn't miss him. I wasn't like where's Jordan. That would be weird. But when I met him, sure, my, I knew that my family will never be the same. And that should be our posture. Oh, we want to meet the newborns. We want to meet the new people to come into our family next week and next year. And we wanna be we wanna get to know them. We don't be, I got my three friends and the church is growing, new, newborns are coming in, into our family, and we're like, ah. imagine a newborn came into your family, and you're like, eh, I think you're going to be there. I think you're going to be visiting. I think you're going to be, oh, baby, you're so beautiful, even if you're wrinkled. <laughs> and um, the last thing i want to say is family will keep you. I don't know why you first came, I mean, myself and Tanya first came to this church, because we're looking for a church, it's not good not to have a church. And it might have been you came in, the worship was amazing. Maybe you came out of guilt. Yo, I haven't been to church for a year. Maybe the preaching. Whatever reason you came here for, I can tell you now family is going to keep you here. This can be a key thing. Because when you're connected into family, it's not easy to be torn away. You're going to overcome because where else am I going to go? Because this is my family. In the early church, every place had one church. Corinth, one church. Someone got an offense? Uh, Where am I going to go? And when we have family, it's like, where am I going to go? Church is going to keep you. Andrew shared once that he did a survey in Josh in early days. Why are people coming to Josh Jen? Because they were growing. And he thought it was going to be his preaching. Or maybe the worship. Or maybe, and by far, by far, the reason people put was the love in the church. The love of brothers and sisters will keep you. But then we need to be those that are giving love. We can't be looking at, that, oh, but no one loved me. Lord, I'm going to do my part. Okay. So I'm a I'm gonna, um, put on uh, one more scripture, Galatians 16.. Need... Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do thing, good things to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. And on challenge us in this season, let us know that there will be opportunities. To love. To draw people in. To accept invites. There will be opportunities. There will be opportunities for the lost. If you're going away on holiday, look for opportunities where you can share the life of God. If you're here, look for those opportunities. Accept invitations. Make invitations. Just learn to love each other more and more. And it's a challenge for each and every one of us. Everything I've shared now, nothing there I didn't struggle with. I'm not coming and saying, you, I'm saying I know it's a challenge. But I know in Christ, you know, in every single one of those areas, you can grow. I'm growing. And I really trust that even in the season, what the enemy wants is that we cut off now, we come pop back in uh, January 224, and we have to start inflating that balloon. No, yo, if we do this, if we continue in family until, and what and I'm saying, take your rest. Leave all your other stuff on the tree, but let me make some time for family. I can tell you, you're going to come back expectant. You're going to can't wait for community to start. You're going to come full. You're going to come overflowing with God. Amen. Okay, so every eye closed, head bowed. Is there anyone here that has never given their heart to the Lord. Never gotten saved. Never come to a place where we say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I know that I know that I need you. That I need your family. I need to be part of something greater than me. I need to have a greater purpose in you, Lord. is anyone here this morning that is I need this family I need to be part of I want to be part of what God is doing of God's plan just lift up your hand just lift your hand all eyes are closed here's a bow if you say Lord I need this Lord I need this family just lift up your hand and ask one more time if you are here this morning don't miss this chance and like lord i want to be part of what you're doing lord i want to be saved lord i want eternal life and just lift up your hand okay for everyone else if you can stand up on the pray first Lord, I pray for each and every one of us, Lord. Lord, for what you're calling us to, Lord, we need you. Lord, for what you're calling us to, Lord, we need to be led by your Spirit, Lord. For what you're calling us to, Lord, we need that anointing that breaks the yoke, Lord. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us, Lord. For those that are yoked to something that is not your way, Lord. For those that are bound to something that is not your way, that are for some reason can't break through, Lord. Can't connect, can't be part of family. Lord, I pray, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your, name, your anointing breaks the yoke, Lord. Lord, I pray that that yoke will be broken, Lord. That your yoke will come upon them, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will be their portion, Lord. There will be a surrender this morning to your way, Lord. To say, Lord, you come and have your way. You come and build family in them, Lord. You come and, oh, you come by your spirit, Lord, and lead them into family, Lord, that they can walk in your your will and your purposes, Lord. Lord, I pray for those of us that have it to a measure. They're like, yeah, we we are feeling that we're part of family. Lord, I pray in each of those areas that was shared this morning, Lord, that you're gonna come, Lord, and give us more. Stretch us, Lord. Enlarge us, Lord. Lord, I pray for every part of us, Lord, that is led by the flesh, that with his flesh that is saying, I just want to I just want to chill for the rest of the year, into next year. I don't want to see anybody. We're gonna say that's fine, Lord, because we're gonna bring that flesh under submission. And we're gonna say, Come by your spirit, Lord. Come by your spirit, Lord, and lead us. Lead us into more family, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you're going to build here, Lord. That as we grow more and more into family, Lord, that others, the lost will come in and get saved into family. And we will shine for the world, Lord. And they will see a oneness and a love in us that is foreign to this world. So come, Lord, and do it in us and through us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.